I am that I am. Adamus, also known as Dracula. <laughs> true story. Very true story, dear Shambro. Before I get into that story, just a reminder to each and every one of you who are here today, no matter what happens, stay in your balance, your balance. No matter what happens, remember that you have every tool to handle it. Every tool. I look at each and every one of you, those of you watching in online today. Remember the words, no matter what happens, you have the balance, your balance. You have the tools. You have the wisdom. Oh, you're wondering, what the hell is Adamus talking about? He's a bit on the serious side today, and I am. I am. Whether it's a simple car accident, not terribly devastating, whether losing your job, something embarrassing happened to you, any of these things, whether it is something that is happening right now on a global basis, or could affect this entire planet. Stay in your balance. Sometimes pretend you don't know where it is, but you do. Remember the tools. First tool, breathing. Breathing. Next, laughing. Truly. Then breathing. <laughs> and then laughing. And then remembering, as I like to tell you so very often, it is not yours. It really isn't. Oh, you're in the midst of it, of course, but it is not yours. It is not yours. I'll keep talking about this until you hear it clearly in your own voice. It is not yours. You pretend it is, but it's not. So remember, stay in the balance. It's there. You know it. I know it. You, you like finding its boundaries, but you know it's there. So my story, Dracula, indeed. I am Dracula. In my last days in the mystery schools, mostly in Romania, Transylvania, we, were do we, all of us, were doing some amazing, amazing things there. We knew it was time to close down the mystery schools for you to go back out into the world. You can't stay behind walls, not even the ones you're pretending to create. Now, Father. <laughs> <laughs> And yes, doesn't hurt. It was all a myth. Now kiss mine. <laughs> right there. What were you thinking, Father? I'm not a little boy. And. and Crash, how are you doing today? <laughs> autopilot. Autopilot. <laughs> Channeling while he's flying. 
So in the last days of our mystery school, hello, little one. <laughs> he recognizes a vampire when he sees one. <laughs> so we were in the process of closing down the mystery schools. It was time for you to get back uh, into the world. We had gone about as far as we were going to go with the mystery schools. We, we knew that a new era was coming. I knew it was time for me to leave. I knew that as much as I dearly loved this planet, it was time to go beyond. For what grander time could I have than just to be with myself? <laughs> <laughs> nice frog. What else do you say to a lady? And the purpose would be? Well, I was on a trip and there was a customer service airline person that wasn't very nice to me. I thought we've talked about hexes and spells, uh, no longer appropriate to use. And who was it prior to becoming this? It's a United Airlines attendant. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand customer service. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> you should fly my way without an airplane. It didn't even make a good frog, so I had to make it into a, 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 a container, and, and I have Adamus Awards. Adamus Awards. Up the ass of a frog. <laughs> but don't you know that's good luck? <laughs> Unless it's a United Airlines customer service representative. We'll do a little sorcery right now to transform these dark energies that are contained within here into nothing. <laughs> pure energy, just pure energy. We'll talk about that in a moment. So, uh, and for all of you who um, are dressed up as witches today, and there are a few, I'm surprised that you could even get into these costumes. Uh, no, truly, truly. I mean, that says a lot. After having been witches and zombies and all the rest of these things in the past, after being burned at the stake by <laughs> you know who over there. Yes, uh, there was a lot of serious wounds, uh, deep, deep aspect wounds for so many of you who were traumatized about your beliefs. The fact that you can be here right now, laugh about it, joke about it, dress up uh, as it, about it is actually amazing. So uh, special thanks to all who dressed up today, especially me. <laughs> So, dear Chambre, the Mystery Schools, Transylvania, end of the 1700s, time to close them down. And when we did, you, all the, the students, went back out into the world. Some of you went back to Europe. Some of you went into uh, Russia, here to this newly emerging Atlantis, now called the United States. You took this wisdom, you took the understandings with you. Then it created quite a stir. It, it created almost a, a cult following. Uh, people still wanted to believe the mystery schools were open, even though they weren't. 
They, they wanted to believe that there was something more to life other than what they were living, other than uh, the, the monarchies and the different types of governments that they were living within, the limitations. So they wanted to believe the mystery schools still lived. And they did, but in your heart, not in buildings anymore. In your heart. A lot of rumors started running rampant about where the schools were, and it was amusing for uh, quite a while to see some of the um, religious orders uh, gather together in their new crusades to go burn down the mystery schools. Of course, there weren't any. Uh, they found some of the wrong castles and accused the people of the wrong things, burned down the castles regardless, even though it really wasn't a mystery school. And this went on and on. It actually built up more of an intrigue, of a, of a mystery about the whole thing, to the point where certain <laughs> orders, <laughs> certain religious orders, just couldn't stand it anymore. They knew that they had to do their own form of anti-publicity about these mystery schools. So they created a, a type of a story about this being, about this being who couldn't see himself in the mirror and others couldn't see him either. Well, of course not. When you get to that point of consciousness, vibration, you're not going to see yourself in the mirror. Some of you have had little glimpses of that. Walk into a room and it's for a moment you're not there. Why? Because your vibration, your consciousness uh, is starting to evolve. You're not going to see yourself any longer as a reflection. You're going to see yourself as a presence. Thank you. As a presence. Other people aren't going to see you in the mirror either. So uh, it, it was a great thing to say, this, this being who couldn't see themselves in a mirror. And the, the, they, they continued the myth. Uh, they talked about uh, wanting to suck the blood out of you. Well, I did have a habit, and still do. <laughs> Not of that, my dear friends, but when you go to kiss another – uh, would you stand up? Well, come on up here. OMG. Yeah, OMG. <laughs> BFF. So when you go to kiss somebody, Mm. Thank you. Mm. It's actually not very um, energizing there in the cheeks. There's not a lot of uh, energy points there in the cheeks. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. <laughs> one right back there. Didn't that give you the chills? Mm -hmm. Me too. <laughs> right back there. See the difference? Mm -hmm. Now, you can't go around these days just mm, smells good. Kissing like that, or perhaps you could. Other side. OMG! Mm. Mm. So, I hope it was good for you. Yes, yes. Cigarette, anybody? So, of course, they used that. They used all of these stories, put them together, and found a kind of a mediocre author who had written some books who was into a little bit of the mystics, uh, studied uh, mesmerizing and that, uh, but at his heart was actually a terribly stiff conservative and very, very uh, loyal to the, um, uh, to the British monarch at the time, an Irishman by the name of Bram Stoker. Commissioned him, paid him healthy to write a book. 
Dracula. And to demonize, because uh, they figured if they did, if they created this, this cult figure, this uh, Dracula, and they based it uh, on a variety of things that were kind of true and a lot of things that weren't. And of course they, they pulled in because we were so um, strong in the Romania, Transylvania area, they pulled in the stories of Vlad the Impaler and kind of tied it all together. Published the book in the late 1800s, 1897, to try to stop this whole intrigue about the mystery schools, about me, although I was never named, and about you. It worked to a degree, but, but, good blood. Hmm. <laughs> it worked to a degree, <laughs> but what do you have? Today, what do you have now, coming full cycle? A new fascination in vampires, and, and very contemporary new energy vampires, vegan vampires. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, I'm not making this up. Watch, watch Twilight, watch these others. A whole new, a whole new kind of a fascination in being immortal, and being immortal, but being here on Earth being in the physical body. Now, of course, they add the dramatic, the, the, some of the uh, insidious things to it, but there is a new fascination. People want to know what lies beyond their humanness, and they're exploring it right now in, in phenomenal new ways. They want to know, like they did hundreds of years ago when the mystery school shut down, there has got to be something else. And there is. And it's starting to come to light. It's starting to happen. It's causing a lot of controversy all over, all over this planet. You're seeing it every day. It's causing a lot of controversy in what I call the near-Earth realms, where a lot of the departed ones, as in the song that was just played, hang out. It's causing a lot of controversy in some of the forces in the cosmos that as we talked about before, don't believe in a God. They don't believe in a spirit. They don't believe in really much of anything except themselves. Nothing wrong with believing in yourself, of course, but the full self, the self that doesn't need to feed off of anything else, the self that knows that the balance is already within, that the tools are already there, and you can use them anytime you want. The self that is removed from mass consciousness think, old think. Uh, people want to know right now that there is magic. Now they get a little sidetracked. They think magic is things like suddenly manifesting gold. You expected I was going to, didn't you? <laughs> suddenly manifesting gold in their hand, walking on water, those types of tricks. But the real magic is the awareness of yourself, of your presence, right now, in every dimension that you're operating. You like to think that you're just operating here, but you're operating in a multitude of dimensions. This is kind of the center, Pete. You don't have to move your leg, I'll kick it again. This is kind of the center where so much of it's happening. Yes, a lot of amazing things are happening for you, with you in these other realms. 
But this is kind of the point where it's all coming together, where it's all coming into focus and it's all coming into materialization. So, my dear friends, to finish the story, indeed, indeed, there was a Dracula. And Dracula didn't need to take anything from anyone else. Dracula understood that he lived immortal. He went on and on. Dracula understood that he could be on this planet in physical form. He could be on this planet in non-physical form as well, or anywhere else he wanted to be. There's a little bit of Dracula in each and every one of us. Don't let what they say alter <laughs> play on words <laughs> alter your perception of yourself. And I, I know it's a subject we talk about time and time again, the doubt. The doubt comes in. This last couple of weeks in particular was doubt time, just when you thought you cleared past a lot. It's coming back. You can feel that doubt, and it's going to be there for a while. It's going to be pushing on you for a while until this doubt, part your doubt of yourself, partly mass consciousness, until the doubt realizes it doesn't have anything to push against anymore. Just like the vampire who doesn't see him or herself in the mirror, because they don't need to anymore. They don't have to see the reflection anymore. They don't have to see it coming from the outside. It's right there, right there. Dear Shambra, as I've also mentioned many times before, it's happening right now. Right now. Grandest, grandest, grandest time on Earth. Time of the greatest energy changes, transformation, bar any lifetime that you've ever been in. It's happening right now. Now, the doubt comes in and says, yeah, well, what about? No, this is the time right now. It's happening in amazing ways and will continue to. Sometimes dramatic, sometimes a little overwhelming, but it's happening right now. I asked uh, Calder to bring up a few examples of what we were talking about. If we'll go to the uh, slides, please. I'm going to sit over here. Now, we talk about things like New Earth, and it's a, it's a, you may want to dim the lights, please. We talk about things like New Earth. <coughs> it's an interesting esoteric concept, it's kind of dreamy. You think about all these new Earths. And I've said to you before that there was a new Earth, a singular new Earth, that was being architected, designed, and manifested by you in your dream state. Now it's not quite so much all occurring in dream state. You are kind of living between the worlds right now. There are parts of you right now that are expanding out, even while you're sitting right here. I said to you a while back that the new Earth and the old Earth weren't going to meld right away. Could be another 30 years. That was about five years ago. Still uncertain, but it doesn't really matter. Still uncertain whether some of the forces here on old Earth want to continue living in the old way, or they're ready to evolve. And it actually doesn't matter other than this is a beautiful planet. You hate to give it to the ones who want to go backwards in time, want to go back to old standards. But in a way, it doesn't matter. 
There are earth, new earths, and no longer just one. There are many, many, many out there, hundreds of them. They're going to be the housing, the place for the angelic beings who have never been in physical incarnation to come. And there are many. Your spiritual families. This planet can't accommodate too many more in terms of its population. The new Earths that are being created can. Some of them are substantially larger than your current planet Earth, hundred times larger. And they are out there. And oddly enough, showing up in the news very recently is the evidence. And it will continue to show up. You know, it's interesting because consciousness paves the way. Technology follows. What we are talking about here over these past ten years is occurring. Technology is catching up to the point where they can start seeing some of these new Earths. Now, it doesn't mean these exact places that are listed in the news are going to be the places where the angelic beings are going to go for their physical experience. But it means that even science is starting to acknowledge what we, what you have known for quite some time. It's validation. It's very, very real. By the way, I love science. I love science. Up to a point. I love science as long as the scientists stay open-minded. When they get into the box, when they become so caught in their professions that they'll no longer even look at other potentials, things that you can't map out in your current math or science, then it gets to be a problem. Then it really inhibits the energy and something ends up blowing up. Uh, thank you. I needed that laugh. She gets an Adamus Award. Yeah. Right out of the frog's arse. But no, it truly does. If science boxes something in for too long, something blows up. Now, it's not always a direct correlation. For instance, for a long time, science assumed that the Earth was flat. And your organization kept them from looking at any other possibility. A lot of people were persecuted by, uh, thank you, the poster child for, yeah. <laughs> oh, before the day is done, you'll have much more than that. <laughs> We're going to convert you today. <laughs> so, I love science up to the point when it stops looking into new possibilities. An amazing thing has happened in these past few years in the scientific community. Not, not all of them, but enough of them are saying there is something else. There's something that our microscopes and our computers and our calculations don't show anymore. Let's go into it. It's called quantum physics a lot of times. And more and more scientists are getting into it. More and more scientists have this desire to discover. And I love science when it's about discovery. There is a lot more to discover yet about your physical reality and a lot more to discover about the other realms. You know it. And as I'm saying the words right now, you s I know there are other things out there. And I know there are things below the atomic and the subatomic level. I know that chaos uh, – many of you are saying – I know that chaos is not chaos at all. It's actually divine order. 
that the mind can't put its brain around yet. But dear Chambra, uh, science is a great thing, and literally through the work you've been doing, you're helping open up the potentials and the possibilities for new science. There's actually some interesting discoveries uh, a number of years ago, about uh, oh, it was about nine, ten years ago, into new math. It's been rejected by the traditional uh, mathematical community, but it's not dead. It's brewing. It's simmering. It's waiting to come back out. It's going to be challenging for many to accept that two and two doesn't always equal four, just as it was hundreds of years ago for uh, beings, uh, learned beings, to accept that there are negative numbers. Realize it wasn't that long ago when it was considered a heresy to believe in <laughs> negative numbers. Uh, but there are. You all know it today. You, well, you know it when you overdraw from the bank. It's a negative. <laughs> and it's very real. So uh, next slide, uh, which we're going to go to. Uh, I don't have to say that Caldra, he knows. So here is an example, something that Ashamba sent in just the other day. This is a government organization in Canada, eh, that is using the slogan on their website, New Energy. Now where did they get that from? <laughs> Somebody, oh creative, yes, Father. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Would you repeat that so they can hear? Uh, he said, that was me. Yes, yes. Uh, and I, I heard you're, that you're going to be giving confessions later in the telephone booth. Yeah. It'll be a little crowded in there, but um, yeah. By the way, I hope you have a lot of time, because with this group, uh, <laughs> they like telling stories. Not very many sins, a lot of stories. So this comes from a government organization who is using the term new energy. Now, it's not scientific, but it's cultural. It's cultural. They're taking what's been put up there in potentials. Some creative type who was assigned with coming up with a campaign for these uh, Canadian provinces in Newfoundland and Labrador thought, what do I talk about? It's a little cold up here. It gets a little dark at times. I've got to come up with something. This creative being took a couple of deep breaths and said, New energy. We'll talk about the new energy that's up here. And we'll even create a little song to go with it. A little new energy song. I had a dream. I was home by the water. Lending a hand to my mother and father And they would show me just how things were done And they would tell me just how far they'd come Today, I feel new energy around us today I share the hope that has found us Fathers and mothers, sisters and brothers Who stand here together today Okay. <laughs> the point is, Chambra, it is happening. It's happening in funny ways like this. It's happening in very real scientific ways. It's happening in levels that
there we go. It is happening in physics. Now, here's an article, an amazing discovery. New experiment aims to trap bizarre antimatter. Now, I think many of you are familiar with CERN, the large laboratory in Switzerland. The one that created a lot of controversy, are we going to blow up the world? Are they going to do some sort of experiments with uh, the scientific particles that's going to suck the whole of creation into it? Uh, and maybe that happened. <laughs> no, no words on that. Who knows? How do you know that reality wasn't sucked into this black hole? But so what? Reality goes on. Just because you went through a black hole and you're sucked into a big nothingness, no different yesterday than today. <laughs> so, the experiment shown in this article, amazing, interesting, shows that when they collide matter, you know what matter is, because it matters, and antimatter, which you don't know what it is. It's, uh, it's invisible. It, uh, nobody really has a good grasp on it yet. A lot of theories about it. But you know it's the antithesis. Because in duality consciousness, everything that appears here has to appear over here. Everything that has a high has a low. Everything that is light has a dark to it. Every goody-two-shoe aspect of yours has a badass aspect to it. It does. That's the way duality consciousness works. So here we have the scientists at this very expensive kind of secret laboratory over in Switzerland doing this interesting kind of experiment with all these magnets and electromagnetic energies zapping little particles from their laboratory in Switzerland over to a laboratory in Italy, smashing the particles together. What do you think happens? Faster than the speed of light. I thought that nothing was faster than the speed of light. Oh, Einstein, there is, there are many, many things faster than the speed of light, including your consciousness, starting at your consciousness, going into even your thoughts, going into feelings. Those are all faster than the speed of light. When you reduce or slow down the energies, then it becomes light. And then from light it, it suddenly reduces down into the electrum spectrum and reduces down eventually into this reality that you're sitting in. But the interesting thing also, this reality isn't at the bottom of the pile. It's not where everything descends down to and finds the bottom of the barrel. Uh, that, that's a very dualistic way of thinking about it, because it's a circle. It's not a pit. Because even when energy finds its way down to this reality, it, it, it continues to evolve. Not to go back up to where it came from, but to evolve beyond. Consider the implications of that. There are particles faster than light. Beyond solid matter, beyond duality, is another door, is another whole other physics, a whole other operating system. And it doesn't get more dense from here. It, it doesn't. And you don't go back up. You continue around. Actually, it's a big spiral. 
You continue around and around. So literally, in your evolution, you go from dense matter – no offense to any of you uh, – <laughs> dense matter um, – you go from that to something faster than light. Something faster than light. It's actually very simple physics. But scientists will spend billions of dollars or cut through uh, kilometers and kilometers of rock to have to figure it out. You already know it. You are dissolving right now, before my eyes, dissolving out of physical reality, not going back but expanding out faster than the speed of light. So there are things faster than the speed of light, as was proved in these experiments also. You had antimatter and matter forced into each other. What was the net result? It says right in the article. Pure energy. Pure energy. Pure energy. Haven't we said for a long time that when things are released from its stuck state or its state of expression – you're a state of expression – when thoughts are released from its state of belief, when aspects are released from their state of torture, <laughs> their state of wound, it is very similar to the same experiment in a way. It is the old and the new smashing into each other with brute forceful love. <laughs> uh, they're laughing. They're not. <laughs> you guys get an Adamas Award. They're howling up there. Must be something in the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They can laugh because they're not sitting down here. That was another funny one. So, so here you have these matter and antimatter smashing into each other. It goes back to pure energy, proven by scientists. We've been talking about it, all of us, for a long time now. What happens when you release, release something from its state of expression, its state of being? It goes back to pure energy. What they haven't seen here yet, but you know, when there's another element that comes into it, uh, consciousness and more so conscious choice, enters into the equation, into the experiment, it also produces truly new energy. These experiments based in duality are, pro are producing uh, – are releasing energy from a stuck form, returning it back to the pure state, as we talked about the energy cloud. What they're going to discover five years from now, ten years from now, doesn't matter, is that something else was created. And I was going to say, how do you do that? How do you take two known quantities, smash them together? It should still add up to two known quantities put together. But they're going to see something very strange happen. They're going to see another element at some point. They don't have the tools to really measure it right now. Because the new element travels faster than the speed of light. Dear Jambra, I could quit right now. I could go back to my third circle and never have another gathering with you because we just said it all. It's all here, but I'm having too much fun. <laughs> Wouldn't you if you were me? I mean, look. <laughs> so so it is, it's happening 
right now, and this is where I get excited, and this is why I get excited about working with you. Because you're, in spite of the, the fact that that's enough, no more slides, in spite of the fact that you can go back to those funny things you do on the screen, <laughs> in spite of the fact that uh, times are difficult uh, and you're being challenged at a lot of different levels, you are doing it. You're going to continue reading about it in, in the papers. I'm going to uh, go so far as to – I'm going to hear a few groans here, but um, you ready to groan? Ready? Staff, you ready? I'm going to go so far as to say, let there be a place on your internet site somewhere where people can send in and submit uh, different articles, because they're showing up all around the world right now. Articles that help to validate, help to educate, help to inform Shambra that it is happening. You'll see articles like what I've just written here all the time. So uh, if you would create a space to do this. So, good. Good. Let's take a deep breath with that. Next. Next item. New Think. New Think. Kathumi talked about it in the gathering at the, uh, in Santa Fe at your summer conference, which was held in September, which I don't understand, but <laughs> so, Kalumi talked about new think at that point. A lot of you have been allowing the new think to start coming in, to start being part of your reality. But you're thinking, I'm not sure what new think is. I'm not sure how to do it, so I'm going to wait until Adamus tells me. So I'm going to tell you, it's not about thinking. You can't think new think. You can choose it, you can be it, you can experience it, but you can't think it. Because the moment you start thinking it, then it's old think, so it doesn't really matter. But the implications are important here, if you're allowing yourself to get into it. Now, usually I give my warnings after I ask you to make a choice. <laughs> this time I'll give the warnings first. If you truly choose new think, uh, A, you will get it. B, it's going to mess you up, but good. <laughs> And it truly will, because new think is intuitive, kind of psychic, if you want to use that word. New think is not um, – getting it through to college – not associative or associated thinking. Uh, what you do right now is all associated with something. Every time you think, what you're thinking right now is associated with something else. You're connecting the dots to something else, some other experience you've had, something you've read or learned or whatever, but it's associated. It's an associated uh, process. It's like uh, – and Fred knows a lot about this – it's like you've created a mental network, and that mental network is constantly at work. It kind of always works the same, uh, and, and it's kind of always using the same patterns, the same logic, the same techniques, to derive at, at results. New Think does not do that. It is not associated thinking. It doesn't have anything to associate with. It has no prior record at all. Eventually it will, but it won't. It, you'll, you'll learn that New Think actually destroys records. Uh, it doesn't like records. It doesn't like patterns. It doesn't really like structure for longer than just enough to experience it, and then it moves on. It doesn't like stories, doesn't like drama at all. 
some of you are going to have a, I'm going to use this, prop my foot. So, nice hat. Hmm. Some of you are, not, not you, but the, the broad you, the editorial you, we're going to have a hard time with NewThink because there is no drama. There's no feeding that takes place. I would have to say that most humans are addicted to drama. They really are. You've seen it. Anyone who's taken SES, Sexual Energy School, has seen it. They're addicted to drama. They can't live without it. The moment that drama goes out of their life, they get bored, they get uneasy, they get desperate. So they will create something. They will destroy something of their own, or usually something of somebody else's, in order to feed. Now, feeding is just energy that's kind of gotten into motion, kind of a weird motion, uh, and then they, they take a big bite out of it. They just like being around it. It's, um, it's stimulating. That's a vampire. That's a vampire. Somebody who's feeding off of others. Yes. Uh, and then there are, uh, are self-vampires, people who love feeding off their own drama. They don't have to include anybody else. I'm not looking at either one of you. <laughs> I just happen to be glancing that way. That <laughs> Hilarious at times. <laughs> but there are those who, who actually have vowed not to, not to feed off of others, so they become vampires on themselves. And they create this game, as Andra knows, with their, their aspects. One feeding off the other, feeding off the other. They actually take it so far, having to believe that they're really getting it from somewhere else. They create divisions or walls in their identity. It's called multiple personality disorder. One aspect feeding off the other. And they have to pretend the other is not really there so they can think that they're feeding. It's kind of like uh, drinking or eating air and pretending that you're really getting something. You can get a little bit, but not much. New think. New think is going to mess up your mind for a while. And when it messes up your mind, it's going to mess up your body. It's going to. Uh, it's going to pull apart your belief systems. Newthink is going to cause a huge rash of self-doubt <laughs> that a ration rash, no, I'll call it a rash too. Anybody have rashes right now and I'm not looking. Anybody has rashes? Often, oftentimes doubt manifests in rashes. It's also a good way sometimes of clearing unless it's a, uh, it's a continuing rash. Uh, see? Uh, but a rash. If any of you have rashes right now, a little itchy some places, it's probably just a little symbol, a little, little uh, sign that, oh my God, you've got a knife there. Are you going to use it? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, go ahead and do that for the camera, that, that one right back there. Stand up, as long as we're going to play Halloween. Uh, they're getting. Hang on a moment. They're, they have to get it up on oh. the big camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So where were we? Oh, feeding on yourself. That's where we were. So, so uh, rashes uh, uh, or uh, 
uh, what do you call that when one starts uh, cutting themselves, the cutters, uh, those type of things. It's all, <laughs> it, it's all about the doubt, the doubt. So let me continue with the, the uh, warning list here before we get into new think. It's going to make you feel very disconnected. Uh, it, it's going to, new think is going to make you do things like look at something from your past suddenly and wonder, what the hell ever attracted you to it? And <laughs> families and things like that. <laughs> wonder why you were ever there. So in doing so, it's not, that's not so bad, but suddenly you feel that you're losing your base of um, – your, your platform in life, your, your base of reality. The entire base of reality starts shifting. When it does, when it does, suddenly you do have matter and antimatter, belief and anti-belief, trust and doubt, and every other possible type of um, duality starting to smash together. Is that a bad thing? No. Yes, it, it hurts. <laughs> it's, it really sucks, as so many will tell you. Absolutely. But just for a short period. Just for a very short period. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask you to talk to the Father about that. <laughs> oh, it doesn't make a difference, you know. There is no time, blah, 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 blah. So, for a, a relatively interesting period of dynamic experience in your life, everything comes together. But remember, when these particles – not just these physical particles, but particles of beliefs, particles of uh, aspects, particles of anything – collide together like that, uh, that it creates pure energy. It returns things back to their original form. It also creates new energy. It's doing that right now as we're talking, creating new energy. That new energy doesn't go out into some grand reservoir, the grid, the field, whatever you want to call it. It'll stay right there. It doesn't serve a collective. It doesn't serve the good of all beings. Which is – is that good or bad? Either way, it doesn't matter, really. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But there are many who still believe that everything they have – they do has to serve the grander good. Where did that come from? Church. <laughs> it's almost too easy here today. <laughs> it came from Mass consciousness thought, group thought, uh, Borg thought. Uh, it came from somebody who said, wouldn't it be great to, do, to tell people it's a sin to love themselves? Wouldn't it be great to tell them that uh, they should give unto everyone else first, including their organization, uh, because God loves that? Uh, wouldn't it be good to say, don't focus on thyself, focus on everything else. Earn your way to heaven. Or anyway, and you know now that the only way to heaven, which is actually just awareness, 
The only way that I know of, that the other ascended masters know of, is to love yourself. That's it. It is so simple to me that when you love yourself, it means you've accepted yourself. You've got total compassion for you, without having to go to confession or without any sort of remorse, any at all. You've been trained that it should be a hard thing to do, having no remorse about anything you've ever done. And I hear the buts come out all the time. But I did this really bad thing. But if I don't, if I give myself, if I give myself uh, full um, forgiveness, then I'm probably going to go back and do something bad again. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. When a person absolutely loves themselves and has full compassion for themselves, to me, to the other ascended masters, there's a very beautiful side benefit. Suddenly they love everybody else. Suddenly they have compassion for everybody else. Suddenly they understand everyone else's journey. Suddenly they're not trying to push everybody else through this tunnel uh, to heaven first. Suddenly they're going there first, right? To their home first, and becoming the standard. So, New Think is going to literally change your life. That's why I said the last couple of weeks a lot of doubt energy going around, ever since Katumi talked about New Think. Most of you said, that sounds wonderful, and it is. Most of you have started process within yourself of new think. And that's why some of you – how many are remembering some dreams now, more often than you were ten years ago, remembering more? How many are remembering no dreams at all? Okay. It's not a right or a wrong, and actually the dreams are occurring anyway. They're absolutely occurring. You just have a doorway that you close behind you. Sometimes that's, uh, that's actually a little bit more convenient. Uh, but it, it's time to start letting those in now. At first, from those of you who have a lot of intense dreams right now, at first it's not real comfortable. Constant dreaming all night long. You think, I'm just, I need to just go to sleep at night, meaning I just need to forget about the dreams. Because you're bringing that energy, that consciousness back in with you. But I digress. The last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of dreams that you've been having about electricity, rewiring your house, uh, electrical problems, uh, blowing transformers, uh, power outages, and things like that. For those of you who've been having those, and there's a reason for it because. You are rewiring right now. Now, the fact is you've been rewiring for a long time, but it's been on a more physical level up until now. A lot of DNA stuff, a lot of physical stuff, um, a lot of rewiring even with your aspects. Now a new type of rewiring into the think, into what used to be the mental process. The interesting thing is, is that when I say rewiring, I'm not talking about the old, like uh, old hardwire, like this room here is hardwired for electric. It's got cables running all around, and it, it, that's what is used to turn the lights on. 
Imagine now if this building was getting rewired, but no cables. Imagine that the rewiring was such that you could actually put your hand right into that stream of energy, right into the current, and not get zapped. Right now, you get zapped. You get zapped. Very, very, a very dualistic thing, the way electricity works. So imagine a wiring now where you could hold that, that flow of energy that's going to illuminate the lights. Touch it and not be affected by it. It's kind of what's happening within you. Kind of the transition from old think to new think. That's happening right now. Right now. It'll cause some disruptions in the old system. It could, and I'm telling you this because sometimes you, you uh, freak out. It could cause you that you're going to get physically ill. Maybe not. Could cause that you're going to feel like you're going crazy, but you're not. Now, what happens here in particular, in the rewiring that's taking place in your, your awareness process, and that's all it is, um, but you're going out of just limited mental awareness into new think awareness, totally different. In the process of going out of, uh, of old think, it starts to uh, dissolve or melt everything away. And you hit a period of massive doubt. You hit a period of feeling very dissociated from things, particularly things that were part of your everyday routine. They start to change and go away. What's the first thing most people do, most Chumber do? They try to grab back on to what they were doing. They try to grasp back on, as much as they might have cussed their old ways, but they try to grab back on, because at least it was comfortable. At least it was familiar. Now this is kind of like walking off that ledge, completely dark, not knowing how deep that ledge is, not knowing what's at the bottom of the pit, not knowing if there is uh, another ledge right over. It's a scary thing. And on top of that, best of all, it's a wonderful experience. So what? Who cares? Who cares what's there? It's an interesting thing because in new energy reality, which is starting to come in into your physical reality, the mind would think that when you step off that ledge that something bad's going to happen. That's what the mind does. It tries to protect you. It says, don't step off that ledge. And it starts to try to calculate. You might throw a stone down into this dark hole and listen for how long it takes and go, oh, Damn, that's a long <laughs> way. And more than anything, you hear growling and the hissing of demons afterwards. Oh, and you back away. In New Think, you step over the ledge, and suddenly, the, I have to say this correctly, suddenly the reality shifts and changes. It's no longer a ledge. It's no longer a deep hole. It's actually Whatever you're choosing to experience in the moment, uh, it's suddenly about choice, which I'll talk about in just a moment. The choice that comes in so quick, so fast, uh, and manifests so quickly, faster than the speed of light. 
that suddenly it's a real experience, a real joy. What I'm saying, dear Schomburn, let's take a deep breath with this. And feel all this mental pressure up here. You're going through a very interesting transformation with New Think. As I said in the beginning of our discussion, can you remember your balance? Can you remember that you already have the tools? Now, here is the fine print. <laughs> the balance isn't where your mind thinks it is. The tools aren't where you think they are, because that's old think. You have to be able to reach beyond, past, out. You have to be willing to be so trusting in yourself, or so open, or so crazy, whatever it happens to be, that you're willing to go outside of the, the old place where you found things. We've talked about this a little bit before, but I really want to emphasize it right now, particularly in, in these coming weeks and months, in your own life and in the events of the world that are transpiring. Where you used to go find comfort or assurance is now in a different place. But it's not linear to where it used to be. In other words, if you used to find comfort here, don't expect that now you're going to find comfort here. If you used to find energy here, don't expect that you're going to find it here. That's very linear. If you used to get your toolbox down here, don't expect now it's just going to be moved a little bit over to here. The comfort is going to come from someplace totally different. The answers from someplace totally different. And it's going to be a little – your mind's going to analyze it as being a little frightening to look. You're going to find – you're going to feel some anxiety when you're really reaching out, when you're expanding out. Because in, in a moment when you need comfort, you're a bit desperate. You want, it, you want the comfort close by. You want it familiar. Your mind's going to resist in saying, no, we need comfort right now. We need, we need stability right now. So let's just go to back to what we've always done, which basically is hiding your head in the sand, pretending that the problem doesn't really exist. They're laughing. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to want to. It's going to have a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, it's going to have a, a programmed reaction to going back where it's used to going, and it's somewhere else. It's there. Oh, it's there. But see, you keep going back to the old places for comfort, and you tell me that you're not. You tell me that you're going to the new place. No, you're going to a linear place. You're saying, if, if my balance is not here, the answers or the tools, whatever happens to be isn't here, I'll look right here. It's the same damn general place. <clears throat> Jeffrey needs water. Ah, nah, doing fine. I get a little excited. Um, so, question in New Think Are you willing to really, in that moment uh, of, of um, getting into a new experience? That's a nice way of saying. <laughs> Something else. In that moment of <clears throat> the getting into a new experience, are you willing to take a deep breath and laugh and 
allow yourself intuitively to find that new place where the tools are, where the balance is, where the comfort is. Are you willing to say, hold on, old think? Not going to work anymore. I'm not going to play that old game. You're willing to take a deep breath and intuitively find that new place. Now, I can't tell you where it is. And it's, you wonder, is it in outer space? Probably not. It's in a dimension, I guess you could call it. It's in a place that isn't here, but it's not there either if that makes sense. It isn't here, meaning in this physical reality, in this longitude, latitude, time, uh, space that you're existing in. It's not here. It couldn't reside here. It doesn't want to reside here. Not right now. Later on, maybe. But it's not out there. And there is the linear logic that says, well, if it's not here, it has to be there. Right? If it's, not in my, if it's not right here, it's got to be right there. It's not. And, and here's where words become difficult. That's where intuition, that's where trust, I guess you would use that word, becomes important. Where is it? Like science. I love science. I love science because it is truly about discovery until you get in the box, until you get limited. Science validates what's happening in consciousness. Science is the, the, the beauty of discovering all the things that you've already created. Yes, you've already created them, now you're discovering them. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> but it's very true. It's the same principle as walking backwards through time to discover what it was like to already ascend. It's the same with where the tools, where the balance, where the answers are, allowing the intuition to let you find them. So that's New Think. And the interesting thing is, with New Think, you're going to have, all have, plenty of opportunity for experience with this. So you allow your intuition to work, you discover New Think, and you suddenly say, ah, now I know what Adamus was talking about when he said it wasn't there, but it's not here. It'll, it'll make sense. <clears throat> at some point. Uh, the interesting thing now, because you're still primarily in old think. So the next time you encounter an experience, you encounter maybe a challenge or something happening, you go, oh, I'm really good at this new think. I used it last time. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to click my heels together, and I'm going to go to new think. It won't be there. Why? Well, it still is there, but it's not there. The mind, old think mind, has now categorized and said, oh, this is where we go. Put a, li put a linear definition to it, a structure to it, and says, oh, it's there. Even if it's just kind of a feeling, even if it's kind of an intuitive path, the mind will map it out and say, that's where it is. We'll go there next time. You go there next time, it's not going to be there. Now what's going to happen? You doubt yourself. Say, I was just lucky, or Adamus did it for me, or something like that. It's still around. It just changed 
how it's um, associating with you or disassociating with you. It's still available, but it's going to require that once again you use the intuition, you use trust, you take a deep breath and say, be damned to all these barriers, all this shit running through your mind, and that's what it is. It's a shit stream running through there. <laughs> it truly is. Ninety percent. It is. Uh, no better word I could have used. Feces pile, but it, and that's a. It is, and and we talked about that recently with uh, the group of Keyhawk. Ninety percent of what's going through there is pure crap. It, it really is, and that's not an indictment on you or anyone here. That's, that's uh, the way the human mind is programmed and the way human consciousness runs. And you're lucky. Yours is only 90 percent. Most humans are about 99 percent pure crap. Really, really. There's, there's that one percent that, that actually uses uh, these uh, flows that are going through there for some constructive purpose. But most of it is just chatter. It's a chatter that drives you nuts and has caused you not to like yourself or being alone with yourself. New think you're going to find you go beyond that. That's going to be the elation. That's going to be the celebration. That stops. What's more important is that in new think you recognize that the crap thoughts that you have right now, the, the mind-limited thoughts that you have, are very slow, very slow wavelengths or very slow uh, flow going through. Now, slow, what, speed of light right now, or just a little bit less than your thoughts? Some of them much less. But suddenly everything's going to go very fast. When your new think, when your new think allows the mind to to grow naturally, to evolve now to where it's going to go to. You'll still have a brain, a mind, but it's going to evolve. And when new think shows clear evidence that thoughts, even thoughts, can go beyond the speed of light, because most thoughts right now aren't. Some are. Most aren't. Most thoughts that go beyond the speed of light are no, don't register within the brain and within this time-space continuum. So they become unknown thoughts. You know that they're there, but you don't know what they are. You, you know there's something there, but when you try to figure it out, you can't. What happens with New Think, it, it goes – I get a little frustrated because words don't always – so I'm going to convey a lot of feeling here. Your thinking starts going beyond the speed of light and beyond, beyond the speed of light. And it goes beyond the need for any speed registration at all, uh, beyond any sort of speed. And when that happens, you're going to suddenly discover what real insight is all about. You're going to discover how you really got trapped in a lot of needless, old, slow, labored, boring thinking. You're going to realize exactly what we've been talking about for many years now, that everything you need is in the now. That's not just a nice little cliché, even though some of you have been using it that way. I'm not looking at anyone. <laughs> everything I need is in the now. Yeah, well, start experiencing it then. Stop, stop that. By the way, you're also going to notice that this changes. 
that mouth. The mouth is a slave of the brain, and it yaks and yaks and yaks sometimes, just like the brain. And it comes up with a lot of words to fill a lot of space to bore a lot of people and to keep you from really having to be in your presence. So that mouth gets to going, what's going to happen with new think? Less talk. <laughs> Less talk. Why? Because you can make one sound, and it, any sound, and it convey a tremendous amount of consciousness <laughs> that attracts a tremendous amount of energy to it that can move mountains, truly can or whatever else you want to move. So this new think is amazing. You volunteered, whether you know it or not, to be part of new think development, but it, you can't think about it. <laughs> you can't. You can experience it. You can be in it. That's why last month I talked about being in your presence. Spirit is present. You've got to have that factor. You've got to be present, or you should be. Otherwise it goes right by. It blows right by. Five years from now you'd be sitting here going, I didn't get it. Well, you got it. You just weren't aware of it. And that happens very often right now. Things are blowing by right now. Things are uh, – there's thoughts and ideas and energies and all sorts of stuff. And you're like, well, I don't get it. No, you're getting it. You're just not aware of it but because you're focused on just a little slice of, of reality. New think lets you open up, lets you experience it. Let's do an exercise with new think right now. By the way, all the complaints that I've gotten in the last two weeks – blame on Kathumi, not me. He introduced the subject. All the complaints, all of the anxieties, all the worries and the dramas that have come up – and I'm not looking at anyone, as Kathumi would do – are a result of new think. You're, you're allowing yourself to get into it. I, I, I do have to chuckle, but then I cry a little bit, because you raise your hand and say, no, I want to be part of this team. I want to go forward. I want to bring it into my personal life experience. And then it happens. You're like, what's wrong with me? I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have signed up for this Schomburg group or this particular project or this workshop or whatever it happens to be. But no, that's the, that's the irony in the thing. You wouldn't have it any other way. You wouldn't come in the second wave or the third wave. And I've tried to talk many of you into it. I said, why don't you wait for the, the next ship that's leaving port? Don't be on the first one. First one discovers if there's dragons and demons in the waters. The other ones just follow the route of the second. You want to be on the first one. So here we are. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. And that's why I love working with you. So let's do something here. Let's do an experience in New Think, if you're willing to. You don't have to. You can bow out or you can just pretend that you're doing it, grunt and groan a lot and sweat a little bit. Your neighbors will think you're really getting into it. They'll be very, very impressed. You'll walk out the door going, I'm glad I didn't go for that. I don't need any more trouble in my life. I just want a little gold. I just want a good relationship in my life. I just want to – I just want to – God, get out once in a while. I don't want all this crazy stuff. That's all right. You're absorbing the energy from everyone else, and it's going to happen anyway. So let's do it. Everybody online, let's join in. When uh, – this is a typical human, not necessarily you, but a typical human – when they're very young, they're thrilled 
up to a point of just getting up in the morning and having an experience. Actually, when you were very young, you didn't really judge it as good or bad. Other people did that for you. If you cried, they judged that you were having a bad experience. Not necessarily, you're just crying. That doesn't mean it was bad, it just means something was happening. When you were young, you didn't have a lot of judgments on things. You had a lot of dreams. Uh, literally. You had a lot of dreams back then. Then they shut down. You had a lot of visions when you were young. Uh, you had, you, you had a, every one of you, without exception, had play, play beings. But they weren't just play beings, they were real beings. You had little aliens, little uh, gremlins, little whatevers that would come around to you, little nature divas. Oh, they just they love children. You had them. Some of them came from the outside. Some of them came from the inside. You were a little fantasy factory. You could create beings at will. Your beings that you created would then go out and play with the other beings, the nature beings, the ones who are actually hanging around right now. Those early, early years were filled with fantasy and experience. Pretty, pretty carefree. You know, I look at most cultures today. There is such an emphasis on mental structure. And when children are two years old now, uh, being, t being forced to study. Now, studying isn't bad, but any time – and this could go to – we need to have a discussion about new energy education, but a lot of people are going to get really upset. Any time there is study of a science or of a math or of a language, there also needs to be the associated study of the other potentials. It should never stop at what's written in the book or what can be uh, put on a chalkboard or put into a calculator. So when children are being taught, they should always, always be taught about other potentials. What ifs? Why nots? Uh, what if? I don't want to digress. So now children are, are getting so studied, so mental. Now mark my words, remember what I said. When something is put in a bottle, something is boxed up, something is structured, when science doesn't explore totally new possibilities outside of, of any of the current theories, it explodes. What happens with education? Right now, it's being it, it's being ground down. Uh, the creative, all the the arts are being taken out. The music taken out. And as I've said before, art will save the world. It it truly will. When a society can be artistic first and foremost, that means it has liberated itself. It's not the painting that's going to free somebody. It's the consciousness that we can spend our time with the joyful, sensual pleasures on earth rather than the mental, rather than the rules and regulations. That, that shows a free society. So <coughs> that's a child. Unfortunately, they're taking so much of the experience out of childhood right now. Ah, imagine, Shambra, somebody starting a fantasy school. And fantasy would include the study of mathematics. It, that is a fantasy. Uh, it truly is. Modern, current math, geometry, it's all fantasy. And accounting. That's, crea that's creative. 
<laughs> so you, now you get into the middle years. You get into, let's say, your early adulthood. Uh, and what happens is you start to procrastinate your dreams and your ambitions and where you're going. You start to, to find a lot of excuses. Uh, starting a job or a family. What's really happening is there's a lot of mass consciousness pressure and mental pressure. It's, it's kind of squeezing out a lot of these dreams and hopes. It's squeezing out the, the very passion to delve into something brand new. It's trying to get you to focus on perfecting what's already on the table. Perfecting what you already have, because like the damn mirror, if, if you have um, a reality right around you, that reality will never be perfect, by the way, not designed, never designed that way. So the little side conversation here, um, you know, they cuss on the other side sometimes. <laughs> so. You get caught up in thinking that you have to perfect the box that you're in before you can move to yet another box. Smash that idea right now. Take, take that – smash it, just release that back into pure energy. What happens in your, in your – let's say your early twenties, your thirties, your forties – you start to procrastinate. You. You have procrastinated. You make a lot of excuses. You're tied up with this. You're tied up with that. You don't have time to do this or that things basically for yourself. You're busy doing everything for everyone else, very little for yourself, uh, terribly exhausted these days, most, most people. Terribly exhausted. This path, this trend continues. You get more mental. You get more into your patterns, more into the routines. That's where you really get stuck. That's where you really get stuck. To the point where you get into your more mature years, uh, and that doesn't just mean age. It's it's actually it's actually kind of a mental slowdown issue. You get into your more mature years, and sad to say, for so many here and listening in, you say this is as far as I'm going to go in this life. This is it. I've accomplished about what I'm, gonna, uh, what, what I'm going to accomplish. You should have some remorse, and you lie to yourself. You say, yeah, but, but actually, I'll, I'll try a little bit later on. As soon as I get these taxes paid, or as soon as this relationship issue is resolved, and it goes on and on. But something within you is saying, this is as far as I'm going to go. I've hit my, my uh, peak. Now what can I do? I'll just try to enjoy a few precious, precious moments that I have left. And it could be 20, 30, 40 years. There's part of you in old think that's given up. There's a sadness in some of you that – about it. And there's a deception that's taking place. You say, yeah, but maybe, maybe, maybe tomorrow. May you know, maybe something will happen. Maybe after going to these Crimson Circle meetings for ten years, maybe suddenly a bolt of lightning will come down, and I'll walk out of there completely enlightened. Maybe, just maybe. And Father, would you bring around the uh, basket now and see? <laughs> My dear friends, and not to 
not to push a button with any of you. But that's old think, and it's crap. It is absolute crap. You can't overcome it with more crap. Some glib little statements, some little cliches, uh, anything like that. You, you can't. But you can make a choice to get out of that old think. You can make a choice to really basically get a fresh start. I want you to consider this before I, I ask the, the real question. For most of you, this is your last lifetime on this planet. Most of you. Your last lifetime on this planet. Now consider what I just said about your hopes, your dreams, about thinking you peaked out as good as it's going to get. No more projects, no more great big creations, no more relationships, no more much of anything. That's not much of a way to go off this planet. When I say it's probably your last lifetime, and I would say most every one of you here, some of you will choose to be aware of your ascension that's already occurred. Some of you are going to go off to these new Earths. Uh, there's a calling for you. They, they want you there. They want you there. That's going to be pretty, pretty easy. You get to be the big cheese. You get to talk about how you built Earth, how you created. You get to feel pretty good. A lot of you are going to go there. You're going to choose not to recognize your ascension quite yet. Why? You, know, you want another shot at it. You, you, want to, you want to do something still. And it's going to be very, very tempting on New Earth. Very tempting. You know the game. You know how it was built. You helped build it. You know, uh, you know what you've been through. You're going to get up there and talk as the expert, and they're just going to swoon all over you. You're, there, you're going to be their guru, and uh, and oh, and you think you know it's angels? They're, they're not smart. They're not smart at all. You're smart. You've been here, done that. So now contemplate that. Here you have these two forces: last lifetime on Earth, and you peaked out. That's an old thing. Can you right now, in this moment, allow new think? Ah, stop right there. See? Right away I said that. And some of you are already planning. There is no planning in new think. There are no goals. There are no goals. There are, you, you can't write down on a sheet of paper something that you want manifested. That's a fallacy. New think is simply about making a choice and then letting the winds come in, letting the winds of change and evolution come in. So when I say, are you ready to go into new think about, about this, what's going on in your brain right there? I peeked out. This is as good as going to get. You can't create another goal. You can't say, oh yes, but now I want to open this big school. I want to uh, write ten books. I want to. Doesn't work that way. You see, that's old think. That's linear think. That is uh, what I call uh, gratification think, but it's a false gratification. 
And it's really false when you sit down and try to do these stupid projects that you think you're going to do and they don't work out. And then you get really frustrated with yourself and say, see, I peaked out. I knew it all the way along. And then you start getting a rash and itching and a guy, I don't know why I got that rash. I put some stuff on it and it still itches. It's doubt. It's doubt. Absolutely. So, Chambra, let's do new think. If you're willing to, let's new think this, this whole set of patterns that there's been about the progression of your life. That as you get older, a little bit more mature, then you can't have great big and wonderful inspiring things happen. As you get a little bit older, you run out of gas, run out of energy, you run out of passion. Let's do some new think on it. How do we do new think? We call Andra up here to breathe with us for a moment. So Andra, please, come on up. No thinking allowed during breathing. That's what I love about breathing. What a fun paradox, <laughs> this one. So I'm going to invite you. Notice, will you let you feel? Feel this breath. It's wanting to come here for you. Receive it. Breathe it in. <clears throat> Breathe it in so deeply. Feel it. It's right here. It's right here. It's right there. Breathe it in. Breathe so deeply as you say yes. Yes. Yes, to feel this alive. Feel this. Breathe. Breathe and receive. Breathe and receive every breath. Feel yourself sinking and melting into the joy, the joy of being alive. Breathe so deeply. Breathe now. Breathe. Good. Perhaps just momentarily you felt that you were present. As we talked about in our last shout, just momentarily you didn't have to think. You were just present. You're just aware of what's around you. Interesting thing happens in New Think. Your awareness starts to expand. The mind kind of stops clicking away. The awareness just starts to expand. You're like, damn, I'm present. It's about all you need. In that flash, in that moment, everything starts changing. You can't put a linear factor on it. Everything suddenly is there. Everything is – you don't have to plan it out or stress it out. It's a, it's a very, very different way of operating. We'll continue talking about it in some of our upcoming sessions. I look forward to talking about it in our upcoming road trip. New Think. New Think is about a choice, if you want to really get to the core. A choice that you're willing to do it. Unlike some of the choices that you've been making up to now, 
New Think isn't a choice for a specific manifestation. What do I mean by that? Well, a lot of you still use uh, affirmations or visualizations, or even you've been using choice very mentally, and you're saying, hey, I make a choice to have $10,000 or a million dollars. Do you notice it hasn't come? <laughs> Anybody notice that? Anybody actually get it? Okay. No gold coins out of the buckets. Uh, and, and rightfully, it should not be that way. Real choice is not saying, I want uh, a partner, or actually, I want to get rid of my partner. <laughs> that, that is a manifestation. Real choice is not saying, uh, I, I, want to, uh, I want to create all sorts of paintings. Uh, that's, that's actually a manifestation, not a real choice, and it's actually very mental. I'm going to digress for just a moment to point out something. You're going to ask yourself in the next few weeks, am I using new think? And then you're going to doubt. You're going to say, no, everybody else is, but I'm not. <laughs> the way to tell whether you're now beginning to be in this new think is if drama starts going out of your life. Drama uh, is, a, is a byproduct of the mind. Once you get into new think, there is no need for drama at all. No need for this big duality clash. No need to get into your drama, your own personal drama. I'm not looking at anybody. <coughs> but no need to get into that. Drama starts going away. Uh, you'll feel a na little naked for a while, and once in a while want to go back to drama, but then you'll suddenly realize it tastes bitter, kind of like a poison. Why did you keep going back there? Well, I'm not looking at you, Father. Why did you keep getting into drama? When you get into new think, the drama goes away. And, and with it, the need to have highs and lows uh, from a mental or emotional state standing. The, you're going to feel a bit odd because emotion even starts going out the door, and you're going to say, geez, I, I just feel emotionless, but funny, I feel much happier. <laughs> so most choices are, are directed towards the byproduct, the manifestation. They don't work because there's not the real, what I would call thinking, I mean the real feeling in there. Real choices are things like choosing joy, choosing uh, living in experience. A real choice is saying is really just saying, I am that I am. That's, that's probably the ultimate choice. I am that I am. I'm present. I'm living. I'm aware. Damn, I am that I am. That's a choice. A real choice is, you could even say, is to just say, I, I, I choose to live. I, Choose to live wildly abundant. Why not? Because you're choosing to live, which is important. Wild meaning you're willing to take some risk, go beyond the box. Abundant meaning full, rich. Uh, doesn't mean just dollars and cents. From there, all the manifestations start to work out. Don't focus on trying to manifest a pot of gold over here, or you're going to cut yourself short. That's old think. The choice should have a feeling to it. 
the choice should have depth in it. It shouldn't sound like that mind crap. It shouldn't sound like machio. It should be real. A, a, a real choice is just to live, to live. Funny how many people will choose uh, a big fancy car, a lot of gold or money, a big house, a uh, really sexy partner, but they don't choose life. Huh. Isn't it amazing, even with a small, small percentage of the people who win the lotteries, what do they do? They destruct within two or three years. Uh, they blow it up. They forget to choose life. Uh, they, f they forgot to choose the basic joy, beingness, I amness. So, as we enter into new think, a lot of stuff is going to start changing. A new think is a matter of choice. New think is allowing a whole new set of unsets to be in your life. A whole new way of, of being aware of your presence and expressing that. So with that, I'm asked to be dressed back in my cape. My pleasure. Perhaps turn into a bat and fly the hell out of here. With that, let's take a deep breath, Shambhram. I look forward to seeing many of you on our upcoming trip. I look forward to being back in Paris ah. in just a few days. With that, would you like me to just throw my cape over and disappear? With that, remember that all is well in all of creation, and therefore this is just a damn illusion. <laughs> and so it is. <laughs>